Without Liquor. Welcome to this episode of Laughing Without Liquor, a woman's guide to living it up without the booze. Join your long-term recovery hosts, Lane Kennedy and Tamar Medford, as they have insightful conversations with others on an alcohol-free journey. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive into this episode. Laughing Without Liquor, the content presented on the Laughing Without Liquor website and podcast is for informational purpose only and not intended to diagnose or treat disease. Before making any changes to your nutrition or supplementation, please make sure to check with your physician or healthcare provider. Laughing Without Liquor podcast is for general information purpose only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including or giving medical advice, and no doctor patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition that they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare profession. So we're just letting you know that we're here sharing our experience, and we want you to take your health serious. So that's our disclaimer. Enjoy the show. Tamar Medford. Lane Kennedy. And you. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's laughing with loud liquor. We're really (laughs) glad you're here. I hope it's another great week for you. We're going to start this episode off with a little gratitude. You ready, Tamar? I'm ready. Bring it. Who... Who loves your baking most? <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am not I don't bake. Okay. There's a reason for it because I love myself mm-hmm. a good baked good. Mm-hmm. Cookies are probably my favorite chocolate chip or peanut butter cookies. Oh my god. Um peanut butter chocolate. Mm. Yeah, so I have not really baked for other people because typically when I bake it doesn't last long enough to give mm-hmm. to other people. Oh my god. What about you? Um, who loves your baking most? I would say, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on the top of that list. <laughs> I love to bake. I mean, I just love it. I just love it. Uh, but I think my, my son really loves my baking. You know, he really, that makes him happy if I pop out a batch of gluten-free cookies. Uh Baking is delightful. Let us know. I'm just putting it out there next time I'm down there. If you feel like baking, I bet you I will be like the third person on the list. Okay. I will definitely bake. Okay. I would love that. Like pies. Oh my God. Oh, I love a good pie. I love a good pie crust. Cheesecake. Uh, Sorry. Let us know who loves your baking most. Send us an email. Let (laughs) us know. Okay, Tamar, what are we talking about today? We're talking about National Mocktail Day, oh but we're God. talking about mocktails in long-term recovery. Really, okay. that's what the point we're going to get to. I'm I'm glad. Where do we start? <laughs> I well, I was just thinking. Uh, it's cool that first of all, mocktails has a day, mm. and it's refreshing to see that a lot of restaurants are starting to come out with a list of mocktails, and. You know, because I don't know about you, Lane, but I don't always want to go to a restaurant and have water mm-hmm. or a, a Diet Coke. No. Um, because I don't drink regular pop or soda 
whatever anybody's mm-hmm. preference is to call that, uh, because it's too sweet for me. I don't like the sweetness. Um, and that gets just boring. So when you're going out in a social event with, you know, more than your partner or just a few people, like, it's nice to be able to have kind of a free drink. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when I come to visit you, we'll go out and if they have these cool mocktails, like it's, it's, they have some good, really good fruit mocktails now. They do. Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm all for the mocktail and I'm all for, uh, I don't know, the awareness of them. So when I would go to a restaurant, you know, early in my recovery, it was always um, Diet Coke. That was the only option available. Uh, Even up until, you know, when my son was born, the first five years probably, uh, it's not until of late, maybe as the pandemic broke, San Francisco restaurants started to bring on more mocktails. I would go into a restaurant and and ask them for a non-alcoholic beverage and they would look at me like I was, what do you mean? How dare you ask me for something like that? And I then I wrote up a form letter. <laughs> this is how crazy I was. Of course you did. I wrote up a form letter of why don't you have non-alcoholic, why aren't you serving non-alcoholics in your establishment? And then I, so I would write this letter, I would send it to their management, and then I would give them recipes. I never heard from any of the restaurants, but at least I was trying to be proactive because I was so offended mm-hmm. by this. But now I think because of COVID, you know, nobody was drinking and then all the rise of the non-alcoholic beverage companies, now there's a bunch of restaurants here in the city that have a mocktail, uh, you know, menu, which is so nice. It is. And even better, we actually just had, I I don't know if it's the first, but it's, you know, the, probably there's only a handful up here, a uh, non-alcoholic beverage store, which specializes in mocktails. It's called Bevy's. Um, They host, you know, um, parties they Mm -hmm. have like a room where they can Mm -hmm. make and and you go up to the bar and you can ask to use like they have it's it's like a liquor store but with non-alcoholic drinks Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they have the non-alcoholic rum tequila all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff they have other really cool things but you can go and ask them and say so anything they don't have behind the bar hey could you make me you know i want to try this with this and they'll make you a mocktail. They have a whole menu of mocktails that they, you know, they have names for. Awesome. And it's a really cool environment. Like we went there and there was quite a few people. The cool thing is it had like the ambiance, the music mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. People weren't yelling over each other. Mm-hmm. People were sitting there drinking their mocktails, having conversations. They looked legit happy. And it was really cool experience. Mm-hmm. So here you're up in Vancouver. Yes. So that's what we need to mention. So that's in Vancouver. Yes. Here in San Francisco, uh, we don't really have exclusive place to buy alcohol. We have a cafe, kind of sandwich shop, uh, the Ocean Beach Cafe, which is, I went there, I tried their, you know, 
beverages. It was, it kind of freaked me out. Uh, the owner of the place, the establishment is in recovery as well. And he could tell that I was a little uncomfortable <laughs> as he was making me this, uh, martini drink without alcohol. Um, my son had one. He didn't really like it. Didn't taste very good, but I think there's something really great about, you know, having these establishments pop up, mm-hmm. you know, like we need, I think we need more of them or people need to be more vocal. Like I can't be the only vocal person here tomorrow. <laughs> no, you can't. We need more people talking about it. So if you'd like my form letter, <laughs> please write in and I'll send it right over to you. Oh my God. Yeah. Here in the city, uh, we have about five of these, you know, kind of more friendly mocktail places, which is mm-hmm. really kind of nice. Yeah. And I think they're going to, I know in Seattle, um, there, there's one that just popped up and it's going to, I think it's just going to gain popularity because, mm-hmm. and I, I want to talk about, you know, kind of the advantages of being able to have mocktails, but also a, yeah. a, a reality of there's some of us that cannot have specific, like certain types of beverage for specific reasons. But, you know, I mean, the plus is it is encouraging people to order a beverage that's not going to give them the hangover, that's right. going to keep them healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, you can fully experience your evening. Like I said, you know, if you didn't listen to the, the last show, um, you know, you're not going to say anything you regret and you're less likely to make bad choices. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of advantages there because it is, I mean, sober sobriety is gaining popularity, It is especially with the, the younger jo- generation. I think Gen Z, they're like, I don't need the alcohol. So brilliant. They're drinking the least of all the generations right now. It's wild. I know. I love it. I love it. I know, it gives me, me hope. It does give me hope. In a hopeless world, they give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> now they just got to get more polite and more golden. For real. But that's uh, so another show. <laughs> I want to plug uh, Seedlip. I think Seedlip is a good company that's making um, non-alcoholic beverage. Do you have one that you want to plug? Uh, Ritual. What's Ritual. Ritual makes um, rums, oh, God, gin. Nancy. That's why I don't. Oh, more. Oh, they do like so. And you know, I'll after we plug our favorite companies, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go on a little bit more about that. But they're the it's well, really good quality. 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 Like what makes it good? <laughs> well, it it tastes good. Oh, it's it tastes not good. okay. 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 Well, that's really all you have to say is it tastes good. It tastes good. <laughs> Um, I think there's another one that's like a, a fizzy, mm, it's like a wine. Not it's, I know you don't like those. Uh, what is it? What is it? I tried the Prosecco one. Did you try mm-hmm. that one? I don't think so. I didn't like that. That was like way too much. Um, I can't it can't be it. overly sweet for no, me. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this new one called the Pathfinder which I think looks interesting and I might have to try it. It's a more of a, um, a bitter, like a root beer. Mm-hmm. I think that might be nice with some soda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like the, there's a, I can't remember what the brand is, but they make, um, lime mojitos. Oh my God. I would love and that. And 
it is just it's a really light flavor but it, mm -hmm. it does taste very similar to a mojito but without the alcohol it's yeah. it's quite delightful especially on a hot summer day yeah so the negroni at the phony negroni i had which was just like a negroni like i couldn't drink it i had to i was like nope this is too close yeah like if i'm drinking a drink and it's too close to the actual i can't do it yeah like it has there has to be some different thing and that's what i think when i uh the bartender at the ocean beach when he made the martini thing for me the feel in my mouth was like the martini mm -hmm. and i was like oh no this isn't gonna be good and he he watched me he was like are you okay <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the point that I wanted to bring up mm -hmm. is that, you know, I remember I, it was probably in my first year of sobriety. I was at um, the beach and some people had brought the non-alcoholic beer. Mm. And back then, you know, of course I was single and love and life. I thought, mm -hmm. oh sure, this is harmless. But I remember having a sip of it and thinking, whoa, this is too close. Right. And right away I wanted a second one and a third one. And I was like, and that also happened to me with the wine. Mm. I've tried the non-alcoholic wine. And I mean, I drank, you know, I, we knew each other then. Yeah. I almost drank the whole bottle in one sitting. And I was like, mm. okay, this is too, like, I don't need a whole bottle of non-alcoholic wine. Right. Right. So I, I think that, you know, and it goes for me as well. I have tried, you know, they had a, a ritual has a rum that tastes very close to rum. So if you have a rum and Coke, it's very similar to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to really be careful when it comes to trying those types of beverages. It's all, it's mm -hmm. always better for me to have something that doesn't mimic the flavor of hard alcohol, wine or beer, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think beer is really, really tricky. Like I can't do beer, but our friend Justin Lamb over at the Sober Curator, mm -hmm does a lot of beer, right? So if you are in recovery and you're, you know, like, uh, oh, I think I want to try it. Um, I want to point you in the direction of the sober curator and look at the reviews. I mean, Justin has done, I don't even know. There's probably like a hundred different, you know, reviews of every freaking non-alcoholic beer out there. I mean, he's kind of like an aficionado when it comes he's amazing. to it. I know. Yeah. And again, thank God for him because I, I can't do that, but yeah, he can. Yeah. And I think that's something to be mindful of you. If you are one of us and you have not dabbled in the mocktail or non-alcoholic yeah. drink world, the first time you do it, like, I'm not saying don't do it because I think there's a place for it if mm -hmm. it's right for you. But make sure you have somebody that knows you there mm -hmm. because I I just remember that feeling, right, of having that non-alcoholic beer and thinking, wow, I could I could drink a lot of these. Right. Yeah. And when that starts to happen, I mean you're pretty close to picking up the real thing. And mm -hmm. you definitely don't want that. It's not worth it. So it is a it is a really tricky, tricky thing to navigate sometimes for those of us that it can trigger us because the taste is so real. Yeah, especially, I don't think I even started playing with anything until I was 10, 15, I didn't, just, no, wasn't interested in even crossing that line. And I can tell you from the non-alcoholic wine, mm -hmm. it almost, I, I almost felt like I had that buzz and it was 0.0. .0. There was no, yeah. it wasn't 0 0.3 or whatever. 
I, it did the same thing to my brain. Jesus. Right. So as soon as yeah. that happens, you're thinking, Ooh, well, I'm already got this little buzz going on. You could make a bad choice. So don't do that. We don't want you doing that. No. I'm of the variety to just stay clear. <laughs> <laughs> just stand down. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, I think, you know, there's lots of options, lots of choices. Uh, use Justin for beer if you're interested over at the Sober Curator. Uh, are you ready for the things they don't teach you in school tomorrow? I'm ready. Bring it. Oh, you ready? Let's hear it. Um, this is an easy one. Okay. I could do easy today. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What country consumes the most coffee per capita? The U.S.? No. Come on, try one more time. Colombia. No. <laughs> Finland. What? <laughs> did, you, did you just say this is an easy one? <laughs> okay. I would have never guessed that. I, you know, I just, I had to add that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would have guessed somewhere like Italy or Spain I know, Italy, before right? Finland. Like no brainer. Nope. Like, Finland. They have per amazing capita, coffee. Per capita. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us and putting up with our shenanigans. Uh, mm -hmm. Check out what the Sober Curator is doing over there. Uh, so happy to be with you today, Tamar. Uh, make sure that if you're listening today, head on over to the website, get on the newsletter, make sure you've signed up for the Recovery Reset. We're going all in tomorrow. Yep. It's going to be a good year. Thanks for hanging out. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Laughing Without Liquor. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Living in recovery can be a blast, and we're glad you're laughing without the liquor with us. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode. Until then, take care.